play the fight song. Welcome back into another preview episode for week 10 this time for college football. The crew from the Play the Fight Song podcast is here. Minus Reese. Reese is busy this week with uh, some military stuff. We will miss him this week. But we do have his dog's dog. Don't worry. He's still on top. You're, actually, I think he's at the bottom of the dog's dog standings, right? And he's leading the ATS. So uh, we still have picks for him on that. He'll be on the graphic. He can defend uh, the top spot right there. But I'm excited to get into Week 10, man. I think there are some massive games this weekend for the implications that um, – in each conference or who will play in conference titles, who will get what ranking in the college football playoff rankings that just dropped. Um, we're greeted here by college football enthusiast Jake uh, and Middle Finger Parks here. Uh, Happy, <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> what the hell is that? Right the that, is that is a nightmare to any this child. This is for you, buddy. This is what I think when I saw that bowl projection. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't I seen know. it, I believe the Action Network was it that projected Nebraska yeah. Iowa State down in Arizona to play in a bowl game. That was uh, I kind of surprised on it. I didn't know what uh, those two teams were at. They're kind of both trending in the same direction with the wins the last couple of weeks. But that'd be exciting stuff. I mean, you guys haven't played each other since what 2010, 11, somewhere in there. It's been a long okay. time since Clones and Scurs have gotten together. Um, well, let's jump into. We were not going to do a ton of recent news. Uh, Shaver had one thing. He forgot it, so it doesn't matter what he thinks at this point. Let's just jump into a couple of embrace debate topics right here. Um, I'm going to rattle a question off, give you the options. Quick hitter, one, two sentence, what you think of it, and what side would you take in this situation? Because I kind of found myself trying to find debate topics that were bigger, and I was like, let's just talk right now. Like, Let's talk college football, what's happening in the sport right now. So number one right now, and this might be the easiest question of them all. I think I know which direction we're going to go here. Bigger midseason collapse, Wazoo or North Carolina? Schaefer, you first. I would say North Carolina because I think, number one, Washington is – you can say how, how it is, but Washington State was a team that was only projected, what, five, six wins? Like, this isn't that surprising if you've been following the Cougars for – the last couple of years, like they just kind of got red hot and they won a couple of football games. And I think the hat is out on them. Like they can't run the football. And I think you can get Cam Ward in some situations where he's uncomfortable and he's not very good. North Carolina was, we talked about a college football playoff team in our eyes two weeks ago. And now they're coming off back to back. I believe they not only were they double digit favorites but i think they were it was over 15 or 20 point favorites horrible i think they were out of the college football playoff rankings this week as well due to that and really put themselves in a bind to get into an acc title parks do you have a different opinion is it not north carolina to you i just it depends on what you're basing it off if you want to go off preseason kind of what we were thinking with the teams would be yeah but we didn't think wazoo would be ranked 13th and 5-0 after week five like that i think that they top to bottom they've collapsed more i think North Carolina actually has a chance to bounce back. I do not see Washington State bouncing back. How about the way that Wazoo lost, though, like to Arizona? Like, I mean, it wasn't close. Like, they were never in the game, right? I think that's where I saw the collapse. I was like, they, I mean, just got pumped. And then we're talking about Arizona top to bottom. 
top to bottom differences in your offense. Like they would put up 45 the first three weeks. Then they put up like 10 against Oregon state. And then they put up six against Arizona. That's the collapse of the century. Oh, 100%, yeah. Here's the, now here's, here's yeah. the deal with Washington state and why I don't think it's that bad. First of all, they have Stanford at home and they have Cal on the road. They go and lose both of those games. Then yeah, we could probably talk. And then they have Colorado again after that. If three easily winnable games, Arizona state one was bad. Um, I think Dillingham's a good coach and I think they're moving in the right direction and Washington state shouldn't have lost that, but I mean, they lost to Oregon. They lost to Arizona. Who's now at probably a top 25 caliber team. They lost on the road at UCLA and they lost. Yeah, that was, so that was the three of the four losses could have been top 25 teams. Like I don't think the losses yeah, I, were significantly that bad. I see it, but it's just the way that they started losing, I think, was the problem. Like, they lost – like, Arizona's a better – a better loss is just a tough phrase. A better, it is. Especially when mentioning than... Arizona past 2009. It's like Arizona – like, yeah. uh, I started, I'll go, bad – a better loss. That's rough. Especially when they're not, like, Alabama, Georgia losses, Texas losses. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, let's go to the next one, though. I think this one has a legitimately a chance to be contentious here. The hotter team right now, is it Oklahoma State or is it Arizona? Oklahoma Who's State. Hotter? Who's feeling better? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State, dude. They're okay. winning the games. I mean, Arizona's in the games and they're in the fight, and that's good for them. But Oklahoma State was a team that we had no idea what they were going to look like. And I don't even think Mike Gundy knew what they were mm-hmm. going to look like this far into the year. And they just keep winning football games, and they're finding themselves ranking ranked in the college football playoff like it's not a team that does, that by any means would you have thought have been ranked if you looked at the roster, uh, the turnover, the way Gundy went attacked the portal because he didn't really do much compared to most places. And it's, I mean, that's a team outperforming, out kicking their coverage, if you will, not yeah. woman wise. Yeah, I, I, I don't really. But here's I'm, my. See, I'm not going to argue that. I, I think Oklahoma State's the hotter football team. Um, I think their yeah. ranking represents that. Uh, it, yeah, you I could think. argue that if Arizona doesn't lose that top twenty USC, they probably shouldn't have lost. That's three straight. That's a that's a seven point loss against Washington, a win against USC, a win against Wazoo in a pounding, and then beating or, or Oregon State. That that's kind of where my thought went, right? Like you're, they probably should have won that USC game. And so I still considered that you know turning up the knob a little bit and catching fire. Mm-hmm. And I think if they play again, yeah, I think Arizona could easily. Could easily win that game, and I, I I hear what you're saying. Does Oklahoma State perform as well as Arizona has? Had they like flip flop schedules? I mean, you could say or Oklahoma State hasn't had the toughest schedule. I mean, they had Kansas at home, they had Kansas State at home, uh, they had West Virginia, and then they had Cincinnati at home. They're but playing good they're football. Doing what they're don't supposed get, to do. Yeah, exactly. They're playing good football, but I don't I don't necessarily. They've gotten, we knew that was another thing. We knew going into this year, how easy that schedule was for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people predict, predicted them to be a dark horse, uh big 12 winner. Yeah. 100%. That's like uh, a little bit of the Louisville of the big 12, except Louisville seems to be a little bit of a better football team than Oklahoma state, even though that'd be an incredible matchup. I unless think, they're playing page in the season, unless yeah, they're unless playing they, pit, unless yeah, they find it. Oh man. Um, Let's go to the last one. Excuse me there. Uh, what is more likely to happen here? USC finishes seven and five or the big 10 gets two teams into the playoff. Let me just read the schedule for USC to finish this Washington at Oregon and then UCLA. Mm. What is more likely to happen? 
I didn't know the schedule off the top of my head, but that's making me think like I might be wrong here. But I was going to say two Big Ten teams probably. I would say that uh, I said USC going seven and five because I think that there's just too many other factors like in the top ten of the college football playoff rankings right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you know, you know, Michigan or Ohio State's going to beat each other. Um, Michigan or Penn State still has Michigan. So I think as long as these other teams keep winning, you know, your Texas maybe what wins if, out. Uh, what if we Alabama talked about it last out. week? Like, like what if what if all these teams went out? It's just a really tough spot to get two teams in a four-team playoff of the same conference. I think that goes for everybody, not just the Big Ten, but yeah. especially the Big Ten, knowing that Ohio yeah, State I, and Michigan still have to play each other and Penn State and Michigan still have to play. Is USC a dog against UCLA? Yes. Yes, yes. right? Like two? Yeah, yeah probably. three-point dog right now at Washington, and UCLA is a little below that, it's probably one or two maybe, and that does, line might flip across Does the UCLA hill. know who they are going to have at quarterback by the time they we'll finally about play UCLA each other this weekend? The, the last game of the year? Do they, do they finally know? <laughs> Will they have a quarterback by then? That's the real debate. How about that? Will UCLA have a quarterback, starting official quarterback, by the last game of the season? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that one later. I have that one listed later in the episode. I don't know about UCLA's got to worry about Saturday right now, but it's just interesting to look at. I kind of lean more likely, like the way I th- see things panning out throughout the year, I think it's more likely the Big Ten gets two in just because UCLA, you don't know. Um, but I could hear arguments for both sides and not be mad at either one of them. Let's react to the college football playoff rankings that just came out the first edition of this year. Um, let me just rattle off one through six right now. Then if you have any bugaboos or anything you want to touch on with the rest of the rankings, somebody left out, somebody too high, low, you let me know. Number one, Ohio State. Two, Georgia. Three, Michigan. Four, Florida State. Five, Washington. Six, Oregon. That's your top six. That's usually who they care about um, in the rankings. I'll stop at seven and put the one through six all on the same screen. Initial reactions, initial thoughts, who's right, who's wrong, who's too high, who's too low. You didn't go through the entire 25, but I want to dive into it. I just want to ask the committee, do they value head-to-head matchups or do they not? Because you've got to stick to one or the other if we're going to do this. Because LSU is 14th, Missouri's 12th. Okay, do you think Missouri's a better football team right now? Fine, but then you have Ole Miss ahead of LSU. LSU beat Ole Miss. And I would argue right now, if Missouri's ahead of LSU and they won the head-to-head, I'm putting, and I know this would be absolutely ridiculous to the rest of the country because it's not clickbait, but Oregon is ahead of Washington right now. I don't care if they won the head-to-head by three points at home. Oregon is the fifth-best team in the country. If you've watched Washington the last two weeks, they are not better than Oregon. Right put now. that put that on a poster. That is one hundred percent correct. That was my only nitpick. And so I, get I think what they've stuck if, with. If though, you value head to head, that's fine. Losses. Just stick to it. That's that's my thing. Stick to it. Do you see like where I'm talking though? Like on the amount of losses that they think just because the two losses, they're just not going to be ahead of the other teams. Is that is that what you are referring to? I. I mean, yeah, fine, that's how it I, feels. I guess, but okay, fine. I'll wait till this weekend when Georgia wins and then Missouri will have two losses. Does, does the committee just make themselves feel better by doing that? So they're like, okay, we'll wait till Georgia beats them. 
Then they'll have two losses. Then we'll move LSU ahead of Missouri. Like, is that what you're waiting for? I, I don't, I don't get it. I just, it doesn't bother me either way, but it's just, I think that's what they went with. I thought it was interesting. I think another thing that kind of went unnoticed is the committee valuing Kansas rather than the Oklahoma loss. Cause they obviously moved Kansas into the top 25, which I'm fine with. Like, I don't have an argument and they kept Oklahoma at nine. I also, again, I don't have a problem with, I just kind of thought it was interesting that they must value Kansas uh, as a legitimate top 25 road loss. And it's like, okay, Oklahoma, you can win out and still get in. They must not think that that loss was bad enough for them not to, or for them to still win out and have a chance to get in. I thought that was kind of interesting. Perks, you got any grapes with that? No, I'm just like I'm concerned on whether or not Oklahoma's and Texas are going to gain the SEC bias before they're in it. I bet you. I mean, I, I kind of feel that way, doesn't it? Like either one of these teams, if they're on the cusp that five or six spot, do you feel like they're still going to get an SEC quote unquote I mean, bias? Yeah, Texas wins out. In there? I think Texas could easily get in if they went out going forward. And sure. I think I like they deserve to. Honestly, know. I wouldn't be that surprised. What team? I like Texas. Like I, like oh, you guys are yeah. saying, like, would they get the bias? I think they kind of would earn it. Like, if they lose into the game, obviously we're just going to wash mm-hmm. them away here. But I, I kind of see them as a better team than what, like, the Malik Murphy situation. Obviously, makes it a little bit different with how you're mm-hmm. going to view them. And maybe the co- committee in two weeks, let's say, and let's say you were just back in a couple, and they see like close wins, but not like runaway wins, and then they kind of notice that. You know, like think, maybe they take that into account. Right. I think, does anybody know what to do with the Pac-12 outside of Oregon and Washington? Because what do they have? Oregon State 16, Utah 17. I don't have a list in front of my head Utah right now. Utah 18, 19, UCLA. UCLA, and then USC at, at 20. They, they're like, we have no idea what the hell we're doing. But we think the Pac-12's middle is better yeah. than a lot of Obviously, the Big 12's middle because then they have like what Kansas State 22, Kansas 23, Oklahoma State 24, or something like that. So, correct. Apparently, yeah, you would look at Kansas State and be the, like, you don't have a bad loss. Right. So, apparently, the Pac 12 like, is much better than the Big 12, co- according to the committee. 20 through 25 goes USC, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Tulane, and Air Force. I love how Air Force is in. That's the one thing they got right. You see, no Air James Force, Madison though. Two G five. Well, they can't they can't play in a bowl game. That that rule is such a travesty. I mean, that team <laughs> so eight stupid. no, and you have no shot. I mean, they didn't win the Sun Belt last year because of it. Yeah, and they would win the Sun Belt again. They should throw yeah. like a like an old UCF deal where they go twelve and zero, and they should make their banner about. Best team in the in the Sun Belt Sun Belt champs 2024 or 2023 when they'll technically they what won't coach, be. What coach did that at UCF? I'm just the kidding. Guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guy, uh, Don't bring him up. Don't invoke his name. <laughs> I think he's alive. <laughs> hey, let's jump into some previews, though. Let's go to the previews. I think there's games that really have a ton of implications in conference and national perspective here. We're going to start in the Big 12. This is actually Jake's uh, domain, so I'm going to let him kind of take it away from here. Kansas State at Texas. This line, we have it four and a half to Texas. I watched this line fall from seven or eight 
down to four so fast on Sunday. Just like a lot of these lines, them how fast they moved, insanity. Um, but Schaefer, this is all you. Let's talk a little bit of Texas, mm-hmm. Kansas State. I know for a fact that a lot of people have had this circled. Yeah, I thought that line was interesting. Is it? I'll, maybe I want to throw it back to you guys before I get into it. Does does Vegas or the Sharps do they think Malik Murphy's like that bad? Is that kind of th- where they're I think it's a at? lot of power rankings towards Kansas State right now. I think they saw the number and said there's no shot. Because I the the I'm gonna throw the name out there on the podcast for the first time the the well drinks wagon. And I'll explain that later at another time. Has I took I took Texas at four and a half when it dropped all the way down, um, getting into it. So I'll break it down a little bit as to why. Uh, for those of you who haven't watched Texas in a couple of weeks, Malik Murphy will take this under center. It's not going to be Quinn Ewers with that whatever shoulder injury that he has still going on through November. Kansas State's been really good the last two weeks on the passing defense, um, so that could really present an opportunity to take advantage. If, if people don't think Murphy's ready to go, I think it was a good game for Murphy to really get the bumps and bruises out of BYU. Like that wasn't a very good football team. It's not an aggressive defense. I think it was just first start, you know, when you're a head coach in Sark, like it's hard to put another quarterback in and kind of revolve an offense around the guy when Ewers and Murphy are two different types of players. So I think they kind of figured the kinks out a little bit um, and they're going to have it figured out by Saturday. We know of Texas's receivers, but honestly, Kansas State, I look at you. Are you able to stop Jonathan Brooks? Because Jonathan Brooks has been one of the more underrated players in the country. He's the running back for Texas. He gets about 100 yards a game, and he's really good. Like He opens up the rest of the field for the receivers, uh, and that's why I think the receivers are maybe a little better than they get a little bit too much credit. Now, I think Xavier Worthy is All-American caliber, and Whittington and, and Sanders are two great pieces, but – Jonathan Brooks opens up the pass game a lot more for Kansas state. Like if you think Texas has quarterback issues, what do you have Kansas state? You know, you come off two weeks of absolutely throttling two teams. You throttle Houston at home, 41 to nothing. And I didn't get a chance to like go back and watch it, but I mean, notes I took down, Will Howard got most of the reps. I started just diving into rabbit holes on on Twitter as to see why. Uh, apparently Avery Johnson fumbled in the first half and that's kind of all she wrote on it. I don't know if that was maybe an issue in practice, like one fumble from a kid like that. I don't know why you, you take him out so fast. Did you, Jordan, you stop yourself? Did you, did you watch it or anything? Yeah, I watched it back. Um, and I noticed the same thing you're saying. Um, I don't, maybe it was something else. Like, I don't think he should have that short of a string at this moment in time. I think he earned a little bit more leeway. So maybe it was, was, maybe it was climbing, looking at that team and being like, but if you're going to make mistakes, that's it. I mean, maybe it was that simple. I look at it and then like, okay, if you're going to fumble against Houston, like figure it out, like that's the team to figure it out. But apparently you're going to put him on a short leash. So I think that's super interesting going into Austin and I'll wrap this up quick. If you're going to rely on Will Howard, if he's going to be the guy on Saturday, who's he got to go to? I've talked about it before. I don't think Phillip Brooks is a number one guy on most teams in college football. He's going to have to be. So, like, who is the rest of the supporting cast in that receiving core that's going to step up besides Brooks? Uh, Texas is going to match up well on the rush defense, so Giddens and Ward are going to have tough sledding. 
doesn't mean they can't get 100 yards, but they got big boys up front that they're going to have to go up against. So I think Kansas State has quarterback issues. I like Texas at home, especially bringing me, giving me all the points down to four and a half. So that's what I got. Perks, anything to add on this one before we do the old uh, table ATS picks? No, I just think Schaefer hit the nail on the head. And it was good points talking about Jonathan Brooks and how important he's going to be. Because you look back on this Kansas State team, their last loss came at Oklahoma State when they faced probably, if not the best, one of the best in the country, Ollie Gordon. And he went for 270 and two scores this past week. And you look back at that K-State game and he went for another 145 yards. So I expect Jonathan Brooks to have a big game. Uh, I'll just give my pick. I'll I'll start it off. I think Texas covers. I think Texas wins at home. I just haven't seen enough from the Kansas State defense against an elite running back, and I think John, Jonathan Brooks is that. So I think he has a big week in Texas covers. We're going to need Reese here really bad, fellas. We're going to need him because I like oh, Texas no. too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I, I like Texas because I like – the matchup for the defense a little bit more when they play Kansas state. I think that defense is a little more disruptive, a little better than it's getting a lot of credit for. And Kansas state, not saying that they haven't played great defenses or anything. They've played all right. Ones they've been all right. And now you have to go on the road. Like this isn't in Manhattan where another thing I found is very important, right? Cause if you're telling me this is four and a half, let's say it opened at seven, right? I think it opened around seven or eight. Three points to, for playing in Austin. You're telling me three down to four, and then probably two or three for playing at Kansas State. Tell me it's that close to a two point line if we're in Manhattan. If you're telling I, me it's a one point, I don't point, know if I buy it. Like a, yeah, like you said on a neutral site, if it's a one point game, I'm throwing my money on Texas easily. I'm still am now, 100%. but yeah. that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I'll I'll take Texas as well, and I think Malik Murphy will be fine. He's gonna struggle. There's gonna be spots where people are like really frustrated with the kid, and that's fine. But I I want people to see that I don't think Stark's gonna put him in a position to really fail. I think they're really gonna rely on the run game. They're gonna give him easy uh, checkdowns and pieces to really build confidence, and then maybe he grows and he starts hitting bigger ones later in the game to um, the receivers like they did at Alabama when yours was under center, but I'll take Texas as well. So yeah, Reese, you got to say, save us, man. <laughs> I don't know if we can tell him that before we send him what his picks need to be, but yeah, no, he's got to pick it on. His, he's got to pick it on his own. We can't influence him to take one or the other. And just a precursor, we should mention that uh, the rankings that you're seeing on the ticker, those are AP rankings. The college football playoff poll came out 30 minutes ago. So they're not updated. Uh, so this next one that I, I'll let JP roll into it, but then he'll obviously be able to tell that it's no longer the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah, let's jump to the SEC. How about the Missouri Tigers who have a win over the Kansas State team we just covered? We'll head down to Athens between the Hedges to play the Bulldogs and Georgia. This one will be interesting. This is basically for the East Division. Tennessee hasn't played Georgia yet, but I don't think it'll matter anyway. You're going to need two losses if you're Tennessee out of the dogs. Missouri. You're getting a good year out of that whole team. Cooks look good. You have Luther Burden on the outside. The defense is getting better and better. Drinkwitz looks like he saved his job this year. Now's your big test. You're not playing uh, in Columbia where you got a close one last year. You got to go on the road now. And this is a Georgia team that seems like they're starting to hit a stride a little bit. Bowers or no Bowers. And it doesn't seem to matter who's gotten in front of them yet. So this line sits at 15. Do you want me to kind of go into a little bit? Or you guys want to touch on some things quick? Because I don't know 
it took me a little bit to look at this game. Like this line came down from 18 and a half quick to 15 on Sunday again and Monday, just people all over Missouri. I think there was more so the number being too high rather than Missouri thinking they're going to win this game. Um, you know, Missouri, can you be sure that Cook doesn't turn it over? He's had some turnover problems to throw some bad picks. Uh, he's had the ability to hit the big plays with Burden and other people, but he needs to get to a point where he's confident. Now you're playing that good of a defense. He can't be throwing things into double coverage. He can't be throwing ill-advised footballs. You have to keep the football in your hands when you're on offense. At the same time, like let's try to run the football a little bit, right? Not saying Missouri is going to you know, run for 150, but we can't be running for only 30, 40, 50 against this Georgia team because if you do and you make yourself one-dimensional, just because Georgia hasn't shown the ability to get to the passer and get a ton of sacks – doesn't mean they won't in this situation. Um, this is a team that's still talented all over the, on the defensive side. The front four haven't been wrecking havoc in every backfield every weekend like we've seen and grown accustomed to Georgia doing like they have in the last couple of years. Uh, but they can do it if if you get one-dimensional. Um, can we keep them uneasy on the defensive side of the football? I don't know. That's something to find out, but you have the weapons to do so. If you can really make sure that Burden's getting the football in space and you have other playmakers ready to rock and Cook is making good decisions, yes, you can keep them uneasy. I'm not saying they're going to be on their heels and just completely guessing out there because we've seen this team before. Um, one thing for Georgia, though, stop the run. Make them one-dimensional like I touched on earlier. Shut down Burden. If we have to double cover the guy and make sure you're not getting beat over the top from him, he has the talent to still beat you, but we need to make sure that he's not the one beating us. I think that's probably who's circled on the whiteboards within all those meeting rooms this week for the DBs uh, and the linebacking core for sure. Scheme it open easy for Beck. This Missouri defense has gotten better, and it's gotten better, but Beck has looked better and better each week too. So let's just scheme things open for him. Easy decisions, out to playmakers. Um, it's going to be easier than being on the road sitting between the hedges and a little more comfort right he's not dealing with a ruckus crowd or anything i think that's really going to help so uh anything you guys have to add on this one i kind of think this is a weird matchup for missouri because where they're good george is also very good at right? bad, so they don't have a really edge anywhere i think every team in in america really has a bad matchup for for georgia or georgia presents a lot of bad matchups for almost anybody in college football right now um, but in particular, I just think this is another bad matchup for Missouri. Uh, they're, they're coming off the bye week. And while I think that this is probably the best offense Georgia will see, at least to this point, uh, all year, I just don't know what exactly this team is going to bring on the road in Athens against this football team. Like that Schrader kid from Truman State, he's not getting – 50 60 yards i'm sorry like he's gonna have a tough day against that georgia defensive line can can cook and burden and weiss and that passing attack really keep them in the football game i just don't really see it now this was the team that gave georgia the most fits last year but then again here's there a, was just some outside circumstances that were kind of making that game weird yeah here's a stat re like regarding those playmakers that missouri has on the outside missouri averaging 9.2 yards per catch, which is second. Um, and Georgia only giving up 3.6 yards, yards per, per catch? catch. Or, yeah, yeah, I meant to say carry there, so I just let it eat. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting to kind of look at it like yards per completion and how good Georgia is against the run and 
uh, pass. Like they're not giving up anything big. You're not getting anything on the ground to establish to open it up. So um, did that stat want to be better? Yes, it did, but I read it wrong. It's all right. We appreciate <laughs> the effort. The last thing I just want to say is I think we talked about last week, people stepping up for Brock Bowers. This is the Dominic Levette game, like the former Missouri receiver. I think he's going to have a big day at home and have a hundred plus yards against his team. And I don't think, while I think the number is shaky, I don't think this game is lower than 14 points. Well, let's, let's go into some picks then parks. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I just thought with the questions around who was going to step up for Georgia with the departure of Brock Bowers by injury, I just thought, I, I think when you look at this game, you're going to need, if you're Missouri, you're going to need Beck to start making first-year mistakes. Like, you're going to need those turnovers. If Georgia doesn't turn the ball over, it's a team that is literally almost impossible to beat. Like, they have to make mistakes on the offensive side of the ball because their defense is so elite. And I just cannot ever find myself in a good spot mentally to bet against Georgia, especially in a big game against a ranked team at home, that'll only bite you in the ass. If you are a guy that can lay the money on Missouri, I respect you for it because you're not going to find me near that line. Give me Georgia at home, minus the 15. I think McConkie steps up again. Look at him, six receptions, 135 last week. Give me another big performance from the wide receiver core. I don't think Beck makes enough mistakes, and I think Georgia gets it done again. Shaver, do you have a different pick? game sits at 15 and a half i mean the number just keeps coming down um we're taking it 15 yeah. and a half though don't you darn me you can't move it can't move all right it. fine i'll still take the dogs i think this team this team has showed up for a big game uh time and time again i think that uh kirby is gonna somehow put it in the minds of that team that now that missouri's 12th in the college football playoff that is just more fuel to the fire that kirby smart's really good at stirring the pot like he could make this team feel like they're going to be underdogs playing Kent State. Uh, and now that Missouri's the 12th ranked team coming into Athens, you know he's going to have his guys ready to go. Yeah, I think Parks has said this before. If there's a hill I can die on. It's one back in the Georgia Bulldogs here. So <laughs> I'll take Georgia as well. I guess Reese is going to need to save us times too. Although, like, we really haven't been bad when we all are on the same team on the graphic. Georgia last week. Yeah, Didn't Georgia's we not Georgia one that makes me nervous. Forward? Georgia, when, when we all take Georgia, I do not feel like somebody needs to walk so we can run. I It's Georgia. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, back to Schaefer, into the Big 12 again. How about Bedlam? The last Bedlam for a while. Oklahoma will travel to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State. This line, I believe, sits at six, opened around eight or so. And people like the pokes. It's kind of settled in this spot at six, six and a half in some books. This will be interesting. Really red hot versus kind of reeling a little bit. What do you think of the Sooners and Cowboys? Can we have a moment of silence? Just just one. That was that was for Bedlam. That was for the last Bedlam that we're going <laughs> to Oh, I thought I thought see. it was going to be for your take on Kansas not making a bowl game. Are we going to bring that up? <laughs> also true. We'll get, they hey, might solidify it this weekend. Yeah. We'll get to that one. We'll get to it. Everybody's <laughs> pressing me about it. Guys, we're going to get to it. Everybody relax. Let's talk about Bedlam, though, for one last time. Yeah. Kind of an interesting matchup. I mean, you have a team in Oklahoma who hasn't looked great the last two weeks. Uh, they fell on the road at Kansas, where that was like an interesting spot because I don't think Kansas really even played A-plus football. And I, I whiffed on that one. I'll admit it. Like, when I broke it down last week, I thought Kansas was going to have to play mistake-free. Um, 
in order to win the football game. And they really didn't play. I mean, they played good enough, obviously, to win the game. But I didn't think they played like Kansas has played all year. Um, so I thought that was interesting in, in Oklahoma not coming out of Lawrence with a victory. So what does that tell me? I think that this makes this Oklahoma team really, really, really vulnerable. Uh, when I look at Oklahoma State, you have the hottest, not the hottest back in the country. You have the hottest player in the country. Um, nobody's playing better than Ollie Gordon right now. N- not even close. Uh, outside of his 250-yard performances back-to-back, I believe he still rushed for like 150 against Kansas State. He rushed for 130-something against Iowa State, and he rushed for like 170 against Kansas. So this has not only been going on the last two games. This has been going on for at least six full games. It's been going on for a month. How does he respond? How does he attack that that um, Oklahoma defensive line? Hey, Kansas was Kansas showed the ability to run the football last week uh, with Highshaw especially, but Neal got going too. While Gordon doesn't really have a good 1B to help him out, like his Batman or Robin, I think Ollie Gordon is good enough to win this football game himself. Will he get to 250 yards? Not even close. But I think 160 yards is on the table, and I think that's good enough to win in Stillwater. Oklahoma, when I when I look at you, you can't give up 225 yards and four touchdowns on the ground again. It just can't happen. It can't happen on the road. I think Andre Anthony's injury has been a lot more detrimental to this receiving core than I expected, to be completely honest. I like Farouk. Um, I like Nick Anderson, but like, is Drake Stoops really that good? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Gabriel was 14 and 19 last week with a pick. We understand the weather was an issue, but I think he misses his number one option. That's really what I take away from it. Oklahoma State's defense, though, hasn't really improved all that much since like they got slacked by South Alabama 33 to 7. I mean, they still gave up 400 yards last week to Cincinnati, but create turnovers, create turnovers on Gabriel and you control the clock with with Gordon and you'll give yourself a chance. I would like to see a receiver for uh, Oklahoma State step up, but I'm not sure if I'll get that out of Brendan Presley, uh, out of Rashad Owens. We'll see. But is it interesting to look at this game and think to yourself, there's a lot of people really high in Oklahoma State right now, but like you just said, they can't stop the run. They haven't stopped explosive plays through the air. And kind of what Oklahoma's made their bread and you know their money on, like Oklahoma kind of scare you. Oklahoma two or three weeks ago, I guess before the bye week, was making their bread on that. But I haven't seen it this week, or haven't seen it in the last two weeks. I talked about the injury with Anthony. That's the thing that concerns me. Now I think they still can. I think they have a couple of weapons, and they still have Stogner at the tight end position too, where they can take advantage of this Oklahoma State defense. But man, I. I get it. It's a it's a group of 18 to 22 year old kids. College football teams, their ebbs and flows are like a roller coaster. I get it. But there just have been some big red flags in this UCF game and Kansas game, especially on the road. Yeah, that's fair. And I think it's going to be tough now because like you have to pick yourself up off that mat and then go into someone that's red hot in a rivalry yeah. game. And not just, I was going to say they already don't like you. Right. That's we forget about the intent, the intangible factors in this game. Not only are you getting off the mat after a bad loss, this is the imagine JP, the Cyhawk game being played for the last time that we know of for a decade. And the Hawks got to go into Jack Trice. Now, obviously, I was one in Ames multitude of times, but 
This is the last one. This place is going to be on fire. It's just the stakes are even higher. Oklahoma State really has nothing to lose, right? I mean, this is the big bad Oklahoma that's they they're going to the SEC. They're still in college football playoff contention. Oklahoma State, you were dead in the water four weeks ago. What do you have to lose? Perks, jump in on this. Yeah, well, one, I have to make a point because I do it every time I talk about them. If Oklahoma State comes out with Pistol Pete's on, watch out world. We're going to have back-to-back Oklahoma losses. They'll be out of the conversation. But in regards to the actual game, what what a loss for Oklahoma last week. I mean, a weird game. You get the delay all that stuff, but they just didn't cover the scramble at all, ever. Granted, I think that Bowman, I don't know how well he's going to be able to scramble against his defense. I think Gabriel needs to bounce back in a big way. Ollie Gordon needs to have a big game. It could go either way. It's a toss-up. I think with it being in Boone Pickens, it gives me no real thought on who could dominate this game, who could control it from start to finish. I think it's going to be a typical bedlam. I think it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. It's going to come down to the last two possessions of the game. It's going to be a banger. I hope Oklahoma State gets the win. I don't know if they do. I think this might be finally the time where they're not in a situation where they can get by a Kansas State on a weird Thursday night. Like they, they, How many turnovers did it take for Kansas State, for Oklahoma State to win that game? So they're going to need to force those turnovers from Oklahoma to be successful. I don't know if they can do it, but God, I hope they do. I am very conflicted on this one. I could fade the public and be happy with it, or I could just ride the wave a little bit. But let's see if we get a little bit of difference on this graphic now. Jake, you covered it. Who are you taking? My first question is, are you giving me five and a half, or are you giving me six? Six. Six. That's generous of you. I will definitely lay the points. Give me Oklahoma State to cover at home. Parks? I'm not going to take a bet I'm not going to cheer for. So give me the pokes plus the six. Oh, no. Oh, no. The, 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 hey, the hey, shit eating heart. I told me one bad podcasting. Another. That was bad podcasting, but that smirk told me everything I needed to know. Reese, we need you again. I'm, I'm three for three. Fellas, we're taking home teams. Like, I'm no. fine with it. We're taking home teams. That's fair. I mean, I, honestly, you guys should be more worried that I took it. I'm just getting annihilated on that graphic. So, I, uh, Jay, for sorry. Yeah, we're um, not doing you any favors, Parks. Even if yeah, you have no. a good I didn't weekend, even say like, who I, I was taking. You guys are right. assuming. Words, Jordan. It's a podcast. That grin didn't say pick. Boomer sooner. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Oklahoma. I got to right. fade the public that here. grin did say it. I, my heart's telling me to take the pokes. My head's telling me just to take Oklahoma. They'll show up a little bit better. And it's only six, and if it's going to be that high-flying, man, it's just going to take one small play. So I'll take Oklahoma. Don't love it. Won't bet on it. I'll love to watch it, though. Don't you worry. Just can't. I won't bet on it. Um, I don't I don't see that game well right now. It's, it's going all over my head. Let's jump to the Pac-12, where another tight one will happen here, this time for the last time in the Pac-12. Next year, it'll be a Big Ten matchup. Washington will travel to USC as a three and a half point favorite. Parks, you're in charge of this one. What does this mean for Washington? What happens with USC? I mean, it's a big spot for both teams. Obviously, we're just debating on whether or not USC could finish the year seven and five. And what a shock to the college football world that would be if the reigning Heisman Trophy winner doesn't even reach eight wins the next year. With honestly, probably 
I don't want to say better weapons. I'll say equal because you can see how Jordan Addison's performing in the NFL. But I mean, their young talent is as good as anybody's and they're just not finishing games. And I'll tell you one thing, though, from the Washington perspective, you're trying to find your footing again, man. I mean, after Oregon, this team has looked like absolute crap. I mean, I, I took them minus the 26 and a half for my best play two weeks ago when they played at home after Oregon, which was obviously the biggest win probably for that program in a long time since they've been to the college football playoff back in 16. But then they just throw up a dog fart and beat Arizona State 15 to seven. And then they give up 33 last week to a, in a very similar stat line that Colorado gave up to Stanford. Alec Aomar went for another 160 in a score. They gave up like 40 completed passes from Stanford's quarterback. It's a team trying to find its footing. On paper, they're pretty evenly matched. But yeah, Washington's 8-0 and ranks fifth in the country now. And USC comes in at 20 in the first playoff ranking, and they have two losses. But their defenses are equally as bad. I mean, the stats just don't add up for this Washington team to be ranked fifth in the country and be 8-0. I mean, they're giving up over just over 400 yards a game defensively that usually doesn't I mean you got to put up a lot of points they're averaging 500 on offense they score a lot of points they have a talented quarterback that's been in college for eight years but when you face an offense like this USC team has you could run into some trouble I mean USC they've, they've gotten huge performances the last two weeks on the outside at the outside positions wide receivers have been great for them they just can't get the stops either. I mean, the total for this game, can it be high enough? I don't know. What is it 75? sitting at right now, JP? <laughs> 75? <laughs> That's exactly where it should be. I mean, that I this over is still in play here. I mean, this could be a 45 to 55 test style game, like one of those random SEC games that you get once a year. But both these defenses are abysmal. I think you're going to see big days from both quarterbacks. I think on the outside, if you're looking at USC – I know it's back and forth because they have so many weapons. They have that that young freshman. I'm blanking on his name right now. Zachariah Branch, correct? Yes. He he could be a big name in this game. But if you look back on kind of the performance they've gotten recently, last week they escaped against Cal. They had to put up 50 to beat Cal, and they gave up 49. That's my worry for USC. Uh, but last week they got a hell of a performance. Um, Tajik Washington, is that what I want to say? Is that is that, I'm going to attempt the word? Sure. Washington had a huge Taj, week. Yep. So that he'll have to have a big week again. Um, but giving up 49 points to Cal is nothing to blank at. You have a high-powered offense coming in. I don't think the total could be high enough. It, it's going to be a Pac-12 game. I'll tell you that right now. Someone's going to get beat, and it's going to be by not that many points, but they're going to give up a lot. So I, I think that it's wide open. And a matchup predictor on ESPN actually has U- USC to win this game. It's like 54 to 48 or whatever the number split is, but 54% USC is supposed to win this game. What do you guys think? As you were giving me a great presentation of, of both sides, and I thought you made great points. The well drinks wagon had to go in and, and make a, make a side here. Um, I'm going to take Washington and I'm going to take the points. I took Cal last week. I'm all over I've, Washington too. I've, I've, I've faded USC for a while. Here's the deal. I talked about Oklahoma and how college football just has young kids. Like you're going to. The whole thing about being a contender is just riding the wave and getting out of games with wins. And that's what they've done. Like the Arizona game or the Arizona state game, the Stanford game have not been pretty, but they found ways to get it done. And I'm sorry. USC has the worst defense in college football, plain and simple. 
I think they will get their ship right. They still found a way to put up a ton of points on Stanford. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And maybe maybe Stanford's just hot right now. You talked about your boy Parks at the receiver position for Stanford. Maybe he's just playing, maybe they're just playing good football. I like Washington this spot. I like them a ton. I don't think I think Washington can get to 60 points. Um, and I think they'll find a way to win, I don't know, 58 to to 42. I think the defense will get enough stops compared to that USC defense to win on the road. So give me Washington. I'm all over Washington here um, for multiple reasons. I think number one being that I have them winning the Pac-12 uh, in my preseason predictions. Another one being I when you look at the stats, it like this kind of washes because of who they're playing, right? The past defense hasn't been that bad at Washington. Like you've seen it getting beat in some certain spots. Like they've been bad against the run, right? And if I think if USC is going to go and try to run the football and like – go that direction to move the football downfield. I don't necessarily think less possessions for Washington is going to make a difference, right? Like just because you're moving the football slower and it's not explosive and bang, bang, bang. I think Washington's going to be able to score at will. And I also trust uh, that offensive line for Washington a lot more than I trust USC's. We've seen Caleb Williams get into spots where he has to run for his life and make plays that are insane. And he can do that. But if Penix doesn't have to move around and try to save the world every time he drops back. I feel a lot more comfortable with him. Um, so I'll take this the better defense, right, in air quotes, because it's not, like, significantly better. But I'll take the team I'm more confident in uh, on the offensive line as well as just overall. I, it's hard for me to think that this USC team's just begging, right, to win the Pac-12 still. Like, I think a lot of them saw – college football playoff aspirations and it kind of like hasn't worked the way they wanted to and they're barely beaten teams i don't think they were looking ahead to anything i just think they can't pull away from anybody so i'll take washington here yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and make up the difference right here this will be my my try and make a play towards the top uh give me give me usc plus a three and a half are we am i getting the half yep we're giving the half all right perfect give me USC although plus a three i would and a half. i'm gonna wait till like later in the week see if i can get three again but we'll play three i just and a half got here. i just got three like at, did you at this very i haven't seen it that today we're, that uh, we're speaking. no 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 the, look at the graphic right here that was typed in today so that, <laughs> we're getting three and a half <laughs> do you want my receipt <laughs> we're getting three and a half not i'm not taking your under the under the table book what is that? that that's under the table right there that looks like DraftKings actually oh okay it give is, me like it is I'll, I'll be done here and then i'll go get that no we're, we're <laughs> three and a half on here I still get it on the, the game, right? Yep. Good. Give me three and a half. I think uh, USC has too many weapons on the outside. I'm trying to think. I know you had mentioned, JP, that you know you, uh, Washington defends the pass a little bit better than maybe we're thinking. They gave up 370 yards throwing passing last week to Stanford. So give me Caleb Williams in a uh, paint-the-nails FU game to cover the three and a half. I think USC gets it done at home, and I think that's going to be a bigger piece than people realize is, is this Washington team not being at Husky Stadium in a big game? And I don't think USC is going to gain from being at home, but I think them not having the fans behind them there, I think it's going to play a bigger role than we think. Give me USC. Let's go into the last game we're going to preview here into the SEC We go. LSU at Alabama. Do we have this line at three and a half or four? Three and a half? Okay, perfect. Alabama minus three and a half at home against LSU. How about a high flying offense and one of the best in the country versus one of the best defenses in the country in Alabama? 
this could not be more different than um, outside of Iowa Northwestern of that point total. This game feels like it might be going that situation too with how good uh, Alabama's defense is. Um, let's cover out LSU first. Uh, been out of the spotlight for a little bit, no? Like since they played at Missouri and won that game, not a lot of people talking LSU. Not a lot of people talking Jaden Daniels outside of just some small Heisman consideration, even though they have two losses, right? In college, it kind of feels like most times I find myself siding with a better offense um, when the matchup is a really good defense versus a really good offense. It's kind of how it plays out. I see it differently than other people, I'm sure, but I usually try to side with the better offense in some spots. And so I really do give the nod to uh, that LSU offense. It's talented. There's too many weapons. I mean, there's weapons absolutely everywhere with neighbors and Thomas. Um, they're fifth in the country in yards per carry at 15.4 versus Alabama, who is 12th in defensive yards per carry at 10.3. Excuse me. God, I got to like get my acronyms right. I take notes differently every time. Yards per catch at 15.4 and de- defensive yards per catch at 10.3. And then yards per rush, LSU 5.8, third in the country in Alabama 15th, only giving up 3.1. Um, this is a really good Alabama defense. I think we need to understand that. And probably the last recollection of the Alabama defense that you remember, like remember, remember would be Texas beating them over the top a couple of times. LSU has the ability to do that right with um, neighbors and some other guys. And Jaden Daniels found a way to run for almost a hundred on them last year. Expect it again. They're going to run that um, spread zone option kind of pieces of in some RPOs that gets him out in space, easy check downs, easy plays. That's what I think is going to really make a difference here when LSU has the football. Can Alabama contain that this year? We're, we're going to find out. I think they're better equipped. They've definitely been a better defense than they were a year ago. Uh, they're better equipped to do so, and you know that's probably you know point one, two, and 3 on the whiteboards in all of those position rooms. LSU just on the defensive side scares me. Like They're so bad. They're so bad. They go too many big plays. They can't get to the quarterback. They can't stop the run. And when you're Alabama and you're struggling on offense and just going for home runs nonstop and hitting, you know, one out of every six, like you can't take advantage of how bad offensive line is at Alabama. If you're LSU, they haven't, they they rank outside of the top 100 at sacks per game and sacks on the season. They can't take advantage of it. They're going to have to try and stop the run against an offensive line who already can't run the football. Do we really expect them to just bow up all of a sudden? I don't. It, but then I'm like, do I really find myself going Jalen Milrow is really going to make this difference? He's going to keep up with that LSU offense. I, I mean, maybe. Depends how well that defense plays for Alabama, right? Um, can you hit enough home run shots if you're Milrow? Can you protect the football if you're him? Just don't give it away. If you don't give it away, you'll have a chance to score on every drive. Um, and then you go down and look at those big plays, right? Get the ball to your playmakers because there's a ton of them on the Bond, Burton, and Nyblack. I, I think Amari Nyblack needs a little more recognition because that kid's a stud. He's going to be a big name in the coming years. But Jermaine Burton has been the guy for him. Thinking back to that AM game, he went ballistic. Um, let's get the ball to the playmakers and just let him eat against the LSU defense. So it's going to be basically it's going to come down to if Alabama can't can make sure they don't turn the ball over and give LSU extra possessions, if LSU can be sure that they are um hitting on plays and not going, you know, settling for field goals. I think anytime you have a defense that poor, you can't settle for field goals. Take care of the football. If you're Alabama, try to keep Jay Daniels off the field. If you're LSU, we need to bow up a little bit. We just need to be average to this weekend. We just got to be average against this offense and you got to control the environment 
or try to take the fans out of it at some point, right? So this is interesting. I this is for the West, probably outside of Ole Miss. Man, Ole Miss. We'll get to that later. Trust me. We'll get to Ole Miss later. They're still there. But what do you guys think of this one? Because it I think I could see it going a couple different ways. Low scoring, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see 25 or 24, 28. I don't know if I see that. I normally you kind of said it in the beginning. Normally I would side with the better offense. Like we're going strength on strength. We're going great offense versus one of the best defenses in the country. And in a lot of times I would side with LSU and the better offense, but I can't do it. Texas presented a lot of weapons that presented a threat to Alabama's really good defense, but I know I could also rely on Texas and their defensive front to limit Milrow and to put him into mistakes. Now I know that was Milrow's second game of the year, so that's also where I give him some leeway. I just don't think at home in Tuscaloosa, LSU's defense is going to come to play and, and slow this Alabama offense down. I think Burton's kind of found himself. I said it to you last week, JP, or two weeks ago. I was like, they know it's coming. They know Alabama can only win on the deep plays, and somehow they still get them off, and somehow they still execute them. How can I trust this LSU defense to slow that down, even though they know it's coming? I, I can't. for turnovers. I, I, I just right? won't rely he, on He's going to throw something ill-advised if he gets in a spot where he feels like he has to score every drive. That's where I see it, at least. That's where it would come from. I saw Missouri give Daniels enough fits in the first half to like where Missouri got on a good enough lead. Um, I think they can do the same thing to Daniels in the first half and LSU not be good enough to recover from it just because Alabama's defense is that good. So give me the tide. Give me their points. I'll take them at home. Parks? Yeah, I gotta. We gotta make it. Make sure everybody knows one thing is that this is a full blown revenge game. This is one that kept Alabama out of the college football playoff last year for the first time in a while. These these fans know that this place is going to be ready to go. Give me Bama. This goes for Kirby Smart, as you said earlier, JP. You nailed it. You can always fall asleep betting on Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. I can put put my head on the pillow every night. And realize that I did I did what everybody should have done. If I get beat, I get beat. But give me Bama at home to cover the revenge game, take down LSU. I can go to sleep betting on Nick Saban, but I can't if I got LSU in the playoff and I need havoc to be wrecked. So I'll take I'll take the Tigers just because I'll go against people here. I need, need them in the playoff. They're not going to get there, but I I think I got to go with them right here. Um, just high flying. Let's go high flying and let's just force Milrow into a spot where he thinks he needs to beat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or jeez, uh, Bryce Young. Like, let's make him think he needs to be that this weekend. And I think they're LSU's got a real shot. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Panthers are one and six. Don't bring Bryce Young into that. Don't bring Bryce Young I'm into that. Alabama Bryce Young. All right. Alabama all right, Bryce right. Young. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you good. So we don't need Reese in that one. So that's good. But we will get his picks and put it on the graphic for the week. Again, he leads right now. Schaefer last week kind of hurt you for him. And Reese went off. How you feel? feel like you're muted i yeah. feel like i'm muted too i couldn't figure out the <laughs> couldn't figure out the keys i was trying to click the m and then it was on my other screen it felt know, like you I, needed to take a moment of silence yeah i did take another <laughs> moment of silence that's we're getting it back this week uh i wish i've just 
I didn't do so well on the board, but my own bets did well. And that kind of seems like the story of my life. I'll like have a terrible betting weekend. And then on the board, when we talk about games and podcasts, I'll go like four and one, but I won't end up actually just, betting those games. Just tell yourself that we're giving you the tough ones each week. Yeah. That's what I've done. I have a couple, I have a couple that we talked about today. I actually took a lot of, I took Ooh. at least two of them so far. You're telling me it could be really them. good or really bad. Yeah, so it could be could be a long weekend, or it could be a great weekend. Let's go into our under-the-radar games of the week. We only got three this week is, again, Reese is out. Parks, you start us off here. Under-the-radar game of the week for you is? Yeah, you got to flip on that fourth TV. There's enough good games this week and different time slots that you maybe you can get this on the second or third TV because they're kind of spread out, um, but you got you to gotta tune in uh to Miami at NC State. NC State coming off a huge win uh, against Clemson. Uh, that I heard a, a take today. I'm not going to say from who because he doesn't deserve our recognition, but uh, that Clemson is the new Nebraska. It's the fall of Clemson. So give me NC State and Miami as my under-the-radar under game of the week. I think NC State can keep it rolling. Miami rolls in after a, a terrible performance against Virginia having to win in double overtime. So I think NC State could steal another one here, even though they have no offensive pre- uh, presence. Tune into it. Schaefer. I'm yeah, you, to... I, you go last. No, no, you're going last. This is a timeout for going with your team again. Uh, under the radar, how about UCLA at Arizona, fellas? UCLA needs to keep winning. Arizona's red hot. They just won a big game at home. UCLA comes to town after a win against Colorado. They didn't cover, like, Schaefer was talking earlier, like, let's figure out the quarterback situation because Arizona's kind of bowed up and stopped the run in some spots. You're going to need to be able to do that if you're UCLA. That is your bread and butter, right? Um, no turnovers out of Arizona. Stay hot. Fafita will control that. That's a really good defense against UCLA. It's a better defense than they got with Oregon State last week, and it was tough to win that one. This one might be tougher. It's only a two-point line, so pay attention to that one. I believe that's late at night again, so perfect one to end the day with now you can go thanks i i I appreciate you i appreciate your grace um first of all little ad read make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel uh play the fight song podcast because i'll get into this one a little more uh later this week but give me the kansas jayhawks traveling to jack trice stadium to take on the cyclones as jp just looks disgusted as i read this can somebody tell me this? Like, is, can somebody tell me this is not an under the radar game? Uh, like, no, that's fair to put not. it up there. That's fair to put it up there. But we have to clarify. I know you just said it in a weird way. But if you're listening to this, you can watch Jake's preview for this game right now on our YouTube. So, but that is a good. It's a good game. It it deserves to be up here. Kansas recently coming off of a massive win at home against Oklahoma, beating them for the first time I believe in like 18 years. They are in the college football playoff rankings. Iowa State, I kind of see this, and I don't speak on behalf of the players, but as a fan myself, I find this like a chip on our shoulder for this football game. Like this is a Kansas football team that if we can finally, I think we can get into this, Parks. I kind of fucking hate this football team. I kind of do. No, there's no kind of. You said they weren't going to a bowl game. You I also said that, Iowa I State was a guaranteed win here. And they're still favored. I said they would be favored in August, and they're still favored going into Saturday. 
So to I was be right fair, on par. It came one. out at a pick'em, and people bet it to a favorite. Just okay. to be fair, that's that's fine. I'm playing devil's advocate. I just don't think this team is as good as everybody thinks they are. I I'll break down the game in our YouTube segment, but I think that this Kansas team, they want to be Iowa State. Like they are Cinderella's darling team. America's kind of rooting for them. Like they were what Matt Campbell and Iowa State were back in like 2017, 2018. And once the wheels start to fall off for this wagon, people will think Lance Leipold was on the hot seat in two or three years from now when some guy in Ohio is chanting, for, <laughs> hey, Leipold, hot seat. Like the same, th- the same shit will happen. Everybody in America wants you to do good when you're the underdog, but once you're succeeding, everybody wants you to fail. They want to be Iowa State. This is not the time to do it. You're going into ESPN. They, Bro, hey, they can you they imagine it. having the balls to say that somebody wants to be you when they beat the team that 30 balled you two weeks ago? Not Come worried about on. it. Not worried about it. This is a team that couldn't win more than freaking three games for a decade. New they, program. They, that was they, you. Yeah. They, they want to be Iowa, they <laughs> be Iowa State. Our success of what we translated in the Big 12 since 2017 is what Kansas strives to be. Guess what? You're Kansas. Middle You'll always pack. be Kansas. I don't care. Jason Bean, Jason the Bean right Jayhawks. struggled in Jack Trice Stadium three years ago. I'm kind of seeing the same thing happening twice. Wow. It's Rocky a hangover Marty spot. Struggled I'll give you that. Iowa City five years ago. He's struggling out in where – what's uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, where Central Michigan is, just getting pummeled right now. So, you know, who, six years, who? three years, it's all the same. Rocky Lombardi. Still a quarterback at NIU, you know. Yeah, yeah, he, no, is. Put... he is terrible. He is yeah. terrible. I saw somebody. Somebody there. had Northern Illinois tonight. Yeah, they're not good, man. They're not good. <laughs> they gave up thirty-five <laughs> points in Nebraska's offense. Not they're not good. So yeah, this is this is a great opportunity. Iowa State's tied for first place with the other five teams. Um, this is just a this is a big game for I think both schools, honestly. So, to be honest, we I have was to on Iowa State it. last week. I don't know. To be honest, we have to mention it. The uh, the the mid three is probably the best spot they've been in in a long time this late in the year, like collectively. As a group? Probably, well, I think right? It yeah. helps from Nebraska finally being in bowl contention for the oh, first give time. Give me a fucking break. Schaefer, Am I wrong? That Am I wrong? Nine and three and beat Oregon, won uh, seven games the next year. Rel- Don't. Come you're the, on, you're the only we knew we sucked. Who, you guys, fuck you. You're no, talking I'm about them. as a group. You're talking about yeah, us as a group. Say, Not to say he's like he's got a point. You, you're kind of the, you're kind of the team that's been holding the whole group back. If we're gonna be honest, <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> no way. That's for those who watch us on YouTube. You made a fair comment. Hide your kids. You get inappropriateness. Don't bring us into YouTube. this. There's a different <laughs> you just, era. You brought you brought us into it. It was a positive a compliment, and you changed it all around. I was just stating the obvious. I wasn't trying to take a shot at anybody. Why is your middle finger also? <laughs> why is your nail painted on your middle finger? It's a little weird, heard, buddy. You ever heard of it? <laughs> God. Get Caleb let's Williams. Go, let's go to the. <laughs> let's go to the group of five game of the week. This one was tougher to find like a really good one. Um, but I think I said a lot of conference that we enjoy watching Boise state uh, and Fresno state Boise state won and beat my dog's dog last week handled them actually, but this oh, is so actually for the second. Them. 
yeah, it was bad. It's bad. Actually, I think collectively as dogs, dogs, we got outscored by over a hundred points. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think yeah. any Georgia of them came within twenty. My Georgia State homerism is over. That had to have been the worst we've ever done. Dead, dead dog. Agree. <laughs> but yeah, Boise State, Fresno State. This is battle for second place in the Mountain West. Let's see if Boise State can stay on the trend. Fresno State's getting better and better. We'll see here. Everybody's chasing Air Force at this point in time. So it'll be interesting. Hey, Wyoming, Colorado State, by the way, on Friday night, just for Old fun. And Laramie, a little border battle. It's going to be a ton of fun. That line dropped from 10.5 to 7 on Sunday. I would have been all over Colorado State at 10, 7. I don't want to bet against the Pokes and Laramie, even though they just dismantled me last week. You know, just, hey, the principle of things. Let's get into the betting segment, though. As we sit right now in dogs, dog Parks and Jake are still tied at nine points up top of for the, the standings. For those who missed, at, here, here, Jordan, in, let me cut it for you. For those who missed last what? week's episode, nothing's changed. We suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. <changed. laughs> you, you missed a good one. You picked a good one to miss. Yeah, I think there's uh, if you there's 27 points possible if you get three points for each week, and there's been nine weeks. The leader has nine. Not great. That's, we're tied still. It's not so the leader. I, I've hit on. I've never covered. Well, I've covered, but the ones that have covered just won outright. Like I've never gotten a single point. I've just hit three underdog like money line plays. I'm pretty sure that's the same for me too. Yeah, probably. I got I got one cover, and then I got a push as well. I don't think I got points for that. But you two go first. You two lead the standings. I'll go first, Jake. Give me the goddamn pokes. I got so hyped up from our recovery. Give me the pokes plus the six. They're going to win the final bedlam and send Oklahoma out with a bang. Give me the pokes. I love that play. I would have taken them as well, but I've already taken them this year. It's just kind of boring if I take the same team twice. So give me a team who I talked about before, a team that is red hot, sort of. Give me Stanford plus 13 and a half. They are on the road at Wazoo. Two teams collide. You got one team that I think is clicking on offense and can put up a lot of points. Uh, and you have a Washington State team that's that's covered or that's struggling against a lot of teams right now. They give up, what was it, 38 points, 36 points to Arizona State, who I don't think Arizona State could score on anybody. So I don't need them to win. Would love it. But I think they can stay within the number. Give me Stanford plus 13 and a half. Give me Texas A&M plus three on the road at Ole Miss. I think Texas A&M wins this game. Uh, This is historically where me and Parks talked about this last week. It's historically where like a team like Ole Miss loses a game where they have a chance to still win the West. This is, this is where they lose, right? I think A&M is good. Everything that Ole Miss does well offensively, A&M is that good defensively against it, right? Can you stay, you know, can you run the football against Ole Miss defense? That's been better against the run than in years past. We'll we'll find out, but I think A and M wins this game, just in a in a weird weird ugly game. I could see that happening. I don't love laying points on the road. Here we are. I still think the Aggies win though. So best bet, or actually wait, Reese. I say Reese. Talk about don't leave Reese out of this. Reese, Georgia Tech plus two and a half at Virginia. You nasty, disgusting human. Who in the world? <laughs> I'm gonna go lay the points with Virginia Tech. Parks, 
You're muted. I think Parks is muted. He's rolling. <laughs> I am rolling. rolling. I said this is a big one for Rambling Wreck, baby. I like that pick because not only was it a big win and a big upset last week, but now it keeps the bowl game hopes alive and the take lives on. So good mm. pick, Reese. Yep. Yeah, that's disgusting. Just wanted to point that out. That That's disgusting. Best bet you time. You sick bastard, Reese. Real mine last week. Nobody said these were perfect. <laughs> No, but I the best bets have been a lot better for me than the dog's dog has. I don't know if that's because I have an open board and I don't have to worry about taking an underdog for sure, but let's rock with Reese's first. Iowa Northwestern under 31 and a half. Oh, I thought it was 29 and a half. You guys are sick. I think it's I think it got bet up by principle of just how low it was. <laughs> you guys are all just absolutely Dude, I still feel good with 29. That and that's not a shot at either team, but it mo- more towards their defenses. If, as much as you don't, don't think the boys it, are going to rally for Brian this week, you're out of your dude, fucking is, mind. Yeah, they're going to come out in the fucking <laughs> spread when Deacon Hill is going to sling eleven passes around the yard this time. Come I on. think I think Reese is like two and zero or three and zero when taking Iowa unders. I'm pretty sure he's like almost perfect. So where. Is there, is there a possibility, JP? What if Iowa scores like fifty this week? Do they recheck the the Farron situation, or is it a done deal? You no. Think? What if they put no, up like fifty the next three weeks? Who cares? All right. <laughs> I'm done. just saying. What if he's a new man? Signed, sealed, delivered. They're gonna hire Scott Frost. Hey, let me. Too late. No. <laughs> we'll stay on the under train. The principal play is back. There's another service academy game, and I'm going to take Air Force Army under 36. This already got bet down to 33. So if you didn't get it on Sunday, you're a bum. You're not paying attention, and you don't know what you're talking about. Always take the service academy unders. And it's kind of made its way all over TikTok and the rest of the world, which kind of stinks, which is why I try to get it immediately, like I have in years past, because it gets bet down so fast, um, just from the public hearing about it more and more. Not saying I'm a sharp, but, you know. It's like the second week in a row you've called yourself a sharp. We might need to investigate this. <laughs> well, we might you don't know. Look maybe this. maybe I'm living way below my means, and you guys have no idea. I don't idea think how much hedging your losing bets makes you a sharp. I, I don't know if that's like the regulation, but I think that's the only different move you've made. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I'm paying attention to this way in ahead. I'm getting lines early. I'm not just letting them. I'm let. I'm dictating the market. The market's not dictating me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No marination on the lines. That's a good play. Hey, I'm going to go your best bets. Yep. I'm going to go Kentucky on the road at Starkville. I think they get it done minus four against Mississippi state. Um, This just seems like a game where Kentucky always wins. Like you can kind of count on Bob Stoops and company not showing up for big games or not covering numbers in big games. But these are, these are one of those games where it goes under the radar. Probably nobody will talk about it other than this podcast. And I think they go on the road and they get it done. Uh, Mississippi State's coming off a loss where they got handled at home or handled on the road by Auburn. Congratulations, Jordan. Good bet. Um, and then the previous week before that, they somehow went on the road in Fayetteville, scored seven points, and won the football game. So this team has showed me nothing in the last two weeks offensively to where I think they'll ride the ship and they'll score a bunch of points on a, on a Mark Stoops defense. Um, so yeah. Give me Kentucky. I think they'll run the ball well enough on the road. You won't even need Devin Leary, and you'll cover the number to you. Yep. I know. I was waiting. I'm waiting for the host to, to throw it over my way. 
Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm glad Reese isn't here because he would definitely snarl this pick. Anytime I, I say this team, he gets even more mad than I do when I have to talk about him. Um, but give me Oregon State minus a 13 and a half at Colorado. If you didn't see Dion's press conference last week, just chucking all five of his offensive linemen under his bus because his little his little boys at quarterback. So he just chucks them all under the, the bus. They've given up 42 sacks this year. Oregon State has 26. Give me Oregon State to cover. I think Silas Bolden and Damian Martinez have big days, and they just take it to them during homecoming. They deserve it. They're not getting bowl eligible. Yeah, that was that was a, a spot a spot where I I really started paying attention to Iowa State bowl projections and kind of getting some looks at. And I think it was before the Stanford game. There was Colorado Iowa State bowl predictions on like a Friday night in the week before Christmas in Shreveport. I would have been all over that. That would have been a sicko game. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to Colorado for absolutely debacling that. And, uh, yeah, I agree, Parks. I don't think they're getting to a bowl game either. Helps when you take, you know, a team versus a really bad team, just fade bad teams on the best bets. That's worked out well. That's I'm looking at Kentucky for this weekend too as well. So um, it should be a good one. I'm excited for this one. This should be a really good weekend. Last weekend wasn't necessarily like the brand names and the big games uh, as far as – things that are marketed to you on TV, but this one has got all the big names, all of the great conference matchups. Anything else to say before we head out? I think this is going to be, again, a great weekend of college football. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, just oh. pay attention to band numbers on helmets yep. here. Not talking about yeah. Alabama. I'm talking about like one logo, one number, ban it, get rid of it. I got a question for the audience. Um, I got a question for you guys, and I need everybody's help. We're all in this together. So not to get into my personal life too much, but <laughs> my, my girlfriend, she's a big deal. She's got a good, she does good well at her job. She, she does very nice. So officially she invited me to come on to this very big work event for her. No, you and don't go, I man. Feel, well, I feel honored. We're, we're already going. It's, it's already, it's already happened. On Saturday? On Saturday. It, no, so we we're, don't We're go. going down. It, it's a, it's a trip. It's a, it's in Kansas city. Now people know where I'm at. Anyways, it's in Kansas City. We're making a whole weekend out of it. The work event starts at 5.30. And for those who don't know, the Iowa State game starts at 6. And she's already want, asked. She's already if, asked no, that no, I, no. Keep, I keep the phone away, uh, especially at the dinner table. Because well, you're going to like a work a, event. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a big, this is a big like auction deal where we're all dressing up nice and it's going to be a whole thing. So I need some advice from the people. Do I just run to the bathroom a couple of times a night? Just, just, I have yes. to go. I just have diarrhea. The, the, Listen the to me. Food poisoning. This is what you do. I got to run to this, the bathroom. This is what you do. Where am I going to get my game from? Whatever the appetizer that comes out, doesn't even matter if it's bread, right? Nobody can tell you what your stomach's doing. You take three, four bites of the bread and just, ooh, it's just something's not sitting right. 20 minute shit. That's the first quarter. Okay. Second course, same thing. It's just not sitting right. Something's going on. I got bad gas. 20 minute shit. It's half. Now I'm in the party. I'm dancing. The food's out of my system. Oh, snack tray, dessert. Time for dessert right after halftime. Not sitting right. I needed, okay. I needed so we're Apple three quarters in on the show. Like to get updates on my watch. So I'm not like looking at my phone the entire time. I wish I had an Apple watch where I was getting score updates. I'm just checking my watch, just checking the time. I also said an option was. Luckily, luckily, 
here's where we might luck out. It's in the T-Mobile Center. Okay, so it's a big venue. They're gonna have. There's gonna be TV somewhere. No, it's can it's Kansas versus Iowa State. They're not gonna I'm be on. Can- I'm in Kansas City. It's on ESPN. You're you're not telling me there's gonna be a TV somewhere. There's not gonna be a TV uh, somewhere. Not that's third on. option. Third option. There's about a thousand people at this event. You can't tell me somebody there doesn't give a shit about Kansas football. Somebody's gonna have their phone out that's more qualified than me. Here's all you all you about it is how long have you been dating? Are you already in your personal life? Just share how long you've been with your girlfriend. It's been a long time. Very long Uh, time. Say the name, say the amount of years. It's probably like three years going on now. (laughs) Okay. How long have you been cheering for Iowa State? (laughs) How long? (laughs) 25 years. 25 years that, to me the numbers I, don't i will be up. i will be contacting tori after this this uh she this would podcast. know i'll bring her in <laughs> here i'll bring her in her, here she would her, know. Uh, she i know you've been dating chance. your girlfriend for a long time you're too and she knows i've told her the other day we had the whole conversation about what would i give up for nebraska and win a national title come on <laughs> You're on the chopping block. Your relationship. Listen, I I, I love I, I love her to death. Eight years is eight years, but twenty five years is twenty five years. I mean, we're talking half 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 a we're talking half a century, boys. We're talking a quarter of a century. You've been cheering for this team, and we're de- debating it for a work event. For a work event. Just just so everybody knows, I got my work cut out for me on Saturday. I got to figure it out. I just gave we you to find a way. You're, you're, you're good. You can only get away with one big shit. You can't get no. away with you, you can't can get, get away with two. Or There's three appetizer big and a main that's at least two. Somebody's gonna think something seriously wrong bitter. with you. Yeah, she's like, no shit. <laughs> can you imagine you're in the stall next to you? Just let's go. Let's go. <laughs> get up field. <laughs> just in the stall you're next right to over you. there. <laughs> You'll be like, oh yeah, no, I'm not fine. We can't get a fucking stop. I'm just going to I'm just going to continuously text you updates. So if you have an Apple Watch no, on No, no, no. Play no, by no, play. no, 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 no. Yep. No, there's I no might, option. Option option number 4, I might just say screw it in general and not wait until the end or if I like look at my phone cuz I got like YouTube You're going to try TV and record the game. I can watch like the replay on my phone or something. I don't know. That's that's kind of last work. man standing. You can't open any social media then. I I just don't I know. Well, I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm just not going to be on my on my phone in general. I just don't need updates. Like, don't be texting me. Oh, brought Rocco shouldn't have thrown that. Well, I can't watch the game. I don't know if he shouldn't have thrown that or not. Don't ruin it for me. I hope I Reese doesn't get this deep in the episode and he sends something like, "Can Iowa State figure it the fuck yeah, out?" Like, yeah. I hope he sends that. That's Reese, what he would do too. <laughs> I get text from Reese Saturday night. Matt Campbell needs to figure it out. No shit, Reese. <laughs> That's what Thanks. he would say too. <laughs> We're down fourteen to nothing in the first Perfect. quarter, Reese. I I think they're just gonna pack it in. I think that's what they're gonna plan on doing. That's good stuff. All right, let's wrap this thing up. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, hey, Schaefer, you take us away. Play it. Give me something. Else.